Lunchtime Live with Andrea Gilligan. Brought to you by Active Iron on News Talk. Councillor Joe Ledden is with me on the line in Limerick. Joe, you don't want to see your face on posters of polls in Limerick next time round. Good afternoon, Andrea. I suppose to preface my remarks for the benefit of your listeners, the people of Limerick are in a, a unique situation next June in that there will be multiple elections held on the same day. So we're going to have the local elections. That's for members looking to go on to the local authorities, the councils. You're going to have European Parliament elections. And the people of Limerick will also, for the first time, be going out to vote for a directly elected mayor. So... Uh, and, you know, chances are we may even have a referendum on top of that. So there's going to be multiple elections on the same day, which means you're going to have, I suppose, an unusually high number of candidates looking to or seeking election across the different platforms, whether it's the local council, the European Parliament, or, as I said, so the, the place is new going, mayor of Limerick. going to be plastered then, Joe? Well, I suppose, look, where I'm coming from is exactly, you're going to have a scenario whereby you could potentially have a complete proliferation of posters on every poll and lamppost and available street poll throughout the whole city and county simply because of the fact that you have multiple elections on the same day. And I brought a motion to Limerick City and County Council recently just asking for consideration to be given to either not having any posters if there was agreement between all the parties and non-parties or potentially even having dedicated areas for posters, which is the case. And in fact, it's the norm in many European cities. And what's the response been? Well, to be fair, I mean, councillors across all parties are open to the idea of discussing, uh, discussing it because, I, again, I suppose I'm cognizant that the Electoral Boundary Commission are currently looking at all the guidelines and rules around postering in terms of quantity of posters per candidate, size of posters, the location of posters. Um, I'm a long-time serving councillor myself, and I can tell you it's... Uh, it's, uh, there's enough pressure come election time in terms of going out and politics is about people and you go out and knock on doors uh, and seek to vote but trying to manage the placement or direction of posters on polls and the wind comes along five minutes later and your poster is down and it's blocking a car or it's potentially blocking a pedestrian or it's blown into someone's garden so look we've all those issues that are there with them Apart from the fact, to be fair, and I've said this consistently, there's a huge cost involved uh, in terms of posters and those bigger parties or larger parties or candidates with more resources would have an unfair competitive advantage, to be fair, to a first-time candidate or someone from a smaller party. Um, And that's before we look at the whole issue of the environment or sustainability in terms of how many times have we got calls or do you drive through towns and cities and villages and you either see discarded posters in fields or you see cable ties slapping away on the poles Mm. weeks, if not months after an election. Oh, I know. And should so be all those in issues here, are there. Yeah, complaining about it. But I suppose in one way, Joe, it's kind of, you know, it's, it's, it's easy for you to say this as a sitting, as a sitting county councillor or as a sitting elected representative because I always thought, like, like the people who want election posters typically tend to be the first time candidates because they're not known. Their face isn't as, as well, you know, recognised. It's a way to get your name out there, the party out there, get your photograph out there. And that's why the first timers want them. It's easy when you're and, and, and I hear And I hear that, but uh, the late, great Jim Kemi told me many years ago, politics is about people. You go out and knock on the doors and you make your case uh, to the people and they'll decide whether you're worthy enough to be a candidate, or sorry, to be a, a councillor uh, or, or, or an MEP, as the case may be. Um, and so, look, I mean, we're also in a new era as well, and I said this at a recent council meeting, in terms of the whole digitalization uh, agenda, and there's so many different social media sites and digital platforms that are available now. 
for candidates to, you know, upload videos, upload messages, their campaign agenda and so on and so forth. So that wasn't there many years ago. That whole digital platform or digi- the digital social media channels okay. are certainly there now. So but again, and as I said to you, I am cognizant in terms of new candidates and I accept that there's uh, this sense of, how would I say, belief that you have to have your your, your face on every lamp pole or street yeah. pole, as the case may be. But in many European cities, and I've seen this, the local authorities will designate, they'll designate certain areas and allow candidates mm. put up e- an equal amount of posters. And the public are happy with that. If you do the okay. box pop in well, the I morning, to hear. be told by the public, they don't like to see posters. Yeah, well, let's hear from the public today. They're a nuisance or today, an eyesore. To listeners, uh, Lunchtime Live listeners, are you a fan of election posters? You know, in one way, I actually think they sort of add to the whole um, lead up to an election. You know, you're, you're right in election season when the minute it's called and next thing you see all of the uh, the canvassers out nearly fighting over a space in a poll, you know, with, with a ladder and they're there with cable ties and the whole lot trying to get the photographs up. Shelley Quinn is a Fianna Fáil councillor in Galway. Shelley, should we also ban election posters in Galway? So if Limerick are going to do it. Good afternoon, Andrea, and good afternoon, Councillor Ledden. Um, look, I, I wouldn't be a fan of, a, of banning anything, to be quite honest with you. And, and, and you both make excellent points there um, in relation to, you know, cluttering and, and, and waste and, and, and issues like that. But, but from my perspective now, it's, it's changed, Joe, in a lot of ways. A lot of people don't want to see you coming and knocking on their doors. We're not all fully digital yet. We have two age cohorts, the very young and, 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 the, and the older, much older uh, people in society who are not digitalised, as, as, as Joe put it there. And, and we have to be cognisant of these people. I, I would support the idea, and indeed we do it in rural Ireland. I'm from Athenry and, I, and I'm representing Athenry or and more in County Galway. And, and we keep them out of the, the town per se. You know, we, we stay out onto the main roads and the, the roads coming in off the motorway where people will see your face on a post. But they're the, they're the roads, they're the roads, Shelley, worth postering. Yeah. There's no Absolutely. point in post, and posters wasting them in back roads. Definitely. And to your point, Andrea, you, you, you as a first time candidate now, um, you're not known. You're completely unheard of. You're, 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 you're like me the first time I was elected. Nobody knew who, who I was. They might have seen me on, 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 on social media, saving the playground or something like that. From a, from a political perspective, I came in from the cold. Nobody knew who I was. It was, it was crucial that I had my face around the place. You know what I mean? And, and that has stood to me. Um, so, so to Joe's point, though, looking at the city there, if and three referendums, absolutely, it will be ugly. Yeah. Um, so I don't disagree that 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 you know maybe if there were dedicated dedicated locations, yeah. but you've a lot That's of population in Limerick City, though. You know what I mean, and you want to reach those people. So, so it, okay. it's a tricky one. It's a very tricky one, but and limiting. Malcolm Noonan wrote to us there in Galway County Council there in May. Um, and he told us, basically, the department told us, there's no legislation for this. It's completely up to the individual. And even mm. to coming down to the materials, I made the point there recently, if I could get away from plastics, if the printers would use a different material, a more recyclable, more eco-friendly material, like the, these car tents that, that we, use, we can get for festivals now, they're expensive. But if they would use that material to print our posters and we had some longevity out of that in the lead up to an election, I think we'd be winning. Okay. You know um, what I mean? it, it, it is up to each individual area. Area. Bob Quinn is a councillor in Nace. Bob's on the line. Bob, Nace has banned posters, is that right? Yeah, well, as, um, as I just mentioned there uh, by Shelley, 
I raised a motion at uh, our October municipal district meeting. And what it was is that we come up with, um, I suppose, an informal agreement where any sitting councillor that goes forward for election next June and indeed any candidates that come along will comply with what we all unanimously agreed as seven councillors in ASMD, and that is we will not erect posters within what I described in my uh, um, motion as an urban centre within the municipal district. So the way we are going to administer this, the Tidy Towns organisations in the municipal district, Killer County Council is going to write to them and essentially ask Tidy Towns to uh, liaise with the candidates in the local and European elections next year, Mm. ask that they comply with uh, this motion that was uh, passed unanimously in October, and that we will have designated areas within our urban centres that each and every candidate will be able to put their posters up on this designated area. So, for instance, I was co-opted on to uh, Kildare County Council for the NACE-MD at the end of June of this year. So I am, by all intents and purposes, a first-time candidate. I haven't had my poster hanging anywhere in the NACE Municipal District before. But I do also believe that um, if everyone complies with it, first-time candidates but sure, uh, will you get that? And, and everyone else. Will you get that level of cooperation? Well, I'm hoping we're all quite harmonious down here in ACE. And that <laughs> Sounds won't that way. I mean, it's... From the pack. <laughs> You'd yeah, just a gentleman's agreement and it's all sorted. Yeah, well, I suppose ultimately, whichever of the seven uh, sitting councillors go, goes forward for election, you would hope that given the fact that seven of us have all agreed that this motion uh, passed, passed unanimously, that I wouldn't like to see anyone breaking from the pack. Second of all, there will be designated sites within our urban areas, so you can still have your ugly mug up on a wall uh, in designated areas in the town. And third, thirdly, then, if we do have candidates running that, that aren't sitting councillors, well, ultimately, from good environmental management practices mm. to, you know, posters, those pesky posters falling down poles, blocking access on our footpaths and our streets, people maybe uh, with restricted uh, accessibility issues and all that type of stuff, that I was hoped that, well, we've a stick to beat, I guess, everyone else. They well, look, we did come to this agreement last October. We all decided that we would use the designated uh, areas within the urban centres and we would ask every candidate, uh, either uh, existing councillor or otherwise, to comply with that. And if you don't, maybe that becomes part of an election issue. So we've carrot and stick right now. We're all saying, yeah, we'll comply with it. Yeah. So the carrot is well, being used so right and now. So and if so someone doesn't, comply, we right. use the stick. You know, it's, it's you know. funny. It's, it's actually, it's not the posters, to be honest, that, that really bother me. The, the big issue I have, usually around election time, and particularly around um, the local elections, county council elections, where you have so many candidates running, is, it's actually, it's the leaflets. It's the constant leaflet leafleting that comes in through the letterbox and it's already started. I mean, there's some of them from from parties and candidates. I've been getting them nearly for months already. They're high into nearly election season. Would you not be better off trying to clamp down on the leaflets, Joe? Well, you see, to be fair, if you're going to get some kind of consensus and agreement in terms of maybe even dedicated postering areas, then I think it's hard to to ask a candidate, whether they're new or an existing candidate, to restrict the amount of leaflets that you actually put out, bearing in mind as well. Uh, from when I was first elected, the electoral areas have become much bigger now, so you have a much larger population to serve. Uh, I think when I was first elected, it was, I had a catchment area of a population of around five or 6,000. Mm. Now it's 35,000. So what or about the environment 000. and all of the paper and... 
Send well, them out. to be fair, I suppose from that point of view, there's an awful lot of recycling can, goes on as well. We have we are very good recycling and bring sites in the city, so I don't think we can go down the road of actually restricting the amount of uh, leaflets that a, a candidate or an existing um, councillor can actually put out. Because as someone like myself who prides myself in being active and puts out regular newsletters updating the community on various different issues, whether it's planning, environmental, housing, etc. I mean putting out the leaflet or the newsletter is an important form of communication matched with depending on well, how proficient people are on social media whether you, it's Facebook or Twitter or Instagram I wonder or whatever how, yeah, listeners, are, listeners <laughs> feel about leaflets maybe they're not as passionate about them as I am complete waste of money and bad for the environment says this texter why can't they do hard work and go out and meet people the amount of leaflets sent out is a total waste not everybody says another listener is on social media so you do need to be, to be visible the councillor is right the best way to be visible though get out and knock on the doors I do think the posters are still required perhaps just not as many of them Vince is on the line Vince do you um, do you have an issue with election posters during election season um, Hi Andrea and, um, all the councillors there have made some very good points but you'll notice that none of them have actually um, wanted to, to ban them and uh, I think they're correct in that because uh, the exposure of a candidate is very important to, uh, in, in the lead up to an election uh, you, you you can imagine somebody standing in a, a polling booth and they're undecided and they're literally not going to vote for anybody that they have never seen before. And the opposite is also true. They will A candidate they're more familiar with, they'll be most likely to give them their vote if they are undecided. Mm. So the exposure of a candidate through postering is very important, I think. And, and I, I believe there's another effect also, though, in that um, after the 2020 election, uh, the UCC carried out an analysis of areas that had poster bans, and they noted that, they concluded that, in fact, that um, there was a lower voter turnout in areas that had a poster ban of right. up to 8%. Uh, no, so the posters not, not are important people. for turnout? They're important for turnout, right. yeah. So, so just for, for um, uh, a vibrant democracy, uh, 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 posters have been proven to to, to improve turnout. Okay. Now, probably not the eight, the entire eight percent would be associated with the, um, the you know the, the the poster ban, but um, significantly though, uh, all the areas that had a poster ban had a lower turnout. Ada um, Scott in touch and says any candidate who puts a poster in my letterbox, I presume they must mean a, a leaflet, will definitely not get my vote. So if you're knocking on whoever, wherever Ada lives, uh, why can't candidates um, be made to upload poster locations to something like, is it the Denshire app? It's often used to highlight street lighting that isn't working. Then the public can report posters that aren't being removed. Will in Limerick says, I think it's hilarious that you could have any um, prospective political candidate ask them their views on the environment. Guaranteed, they'll tell you. They'll all say that whatever can be done to protect the environment should be done. That is, until it comes to election posters. Then the environmental issues go right out the window and the Green Party are as bad as the rest, according to Will. Um, Pan Galway was on holidays in Spain during the summer and in one small village, there is a mobile billboard that they had all of the candidates' posters on it. There was no posters anywhere else. I thought it was an absolutely fantastic idea. This texture says... Every candidate should be just allowed 200 posters, an allocation of 200 each, and any candidate with more than 200 should actually be removed 
from the ballot paper altogether. And one more for the moment. Um, I just think they're a total waste. Leaflets, posters, the whole lot. Just get out, knock on the doors, meet the people, suggests this listener. 087-1400-106. That is the WhatsApp number. Do you think we should ban election posters? Maybe not just in Limerick and Nace, but in uh, many other parts of the country as well. Lunchtime Live with Andrea Gilligan. Weekdays at midday. Brought to you by Active Iron on News Talk.